0: The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I'm your host, Raider Craig. Well, Reggie McKenzie gets on the field and hustles it up a little bit. We're going to hit on that and more here on show 342. Alright, on this show we will have. The NFL referees refusing to sign their contract. Wait till you hear what they're gonna get. It's pretty wild. I'm glad I could say something about these guys because they're pummeling my salary all the time. So we're gonna hit on that, of course. And the new stadium deal for who? Deal for who? I mean, who the hell's getting a deal? The fans sure as shit ain't getting a deal. I'm going to tell you about that and how it pertains to the Oakland Coliseum Complex or sports complex or
1: whatever.
0: We're going to talk about mandatory minicamp because we're just around the corner. We're going to kind of make a a little synopsis or
1: synopsis,
0: synopsis,
1: synopsis, synopsis,
0: a fine-tuned ending to our OTAs. We're going to try to talk about where we are, where we're going to launch from, what this means to go into minicamp, the mandatories that is. Welcome back, Marcel Reese, by the way. And stuff like that. And the bone line, of course. Without a doubt, got to hit the bone line. I'm glad you guys are calling. It's great to hear all the fans ripping and running on what they feel about what's going on with this team. I love it. Before we get to the first story, I just wanted to say Reggie McKenzie, general manager, no less, of the Oakland Raiders, is out on the field, and he's running around with the ball like a running back. He's throwing it around. He's got his shorts and his T-shirt on, and he's he's just – um. With the guys, it's a pretty cool thing. You when know, need general managers out there, not only out there with the guys, but the guys giving him, giving him the respect of a fellow player. I think that's something that can't be lost here. I think, really, it's a very elite bunch of people. You make it to the NFL, it's a big deal no matter what or when. So the fact that McKenzie's out there tossing the ball around, Rubbing elbows with the team. I think that means a lot. means a lot to the team, I'm sure. And it's going to help this team move forward. I think that's a very cool thing. I just had to throw it out there.
1: So there it is.
0: Welcome
2: back to the drive. Richard McKenzie, how are you, sir? What's
0: happening?
1: Just fine.
2: How's the offseason going? It's got to be busy for you.
1: Yes. Much busy earlier. It's starting to wind down just a little bit. So a lot of um, just watching the guys right now.
2: And talking about. A different, uh, coming from a different organization, you were here. You were a part of this when Mr. Davis ran things and the way it was run. Mm -hmm. Now you're the guy in charge. How much of it is different? How much of it have you decided you want to remain the same now that you're in charge?
1: Well, you know, I can only be me.
2: Has anybody impressed you?
1: Well, you know, um, quite a few. You know, uh, from an athletic standpoint, mm-hmm. from a movement standpoint, but, um, I never hang my hat on athletes, you know, I hang my hat on football players and football players playing pads. And, uh, as soon as they can show not only me and our personnel department, but our coaching staff, they can show that, Hey, these guys, uh, we're football players, you know, we're physical, we're tough, and we going to get after it, then that's when they will open our eyes.
0: Well, if you've been paying attention, I'm sure you have because you are a Raider fan. The referees are in a stalemate with the NFL regarding their contract. Now, the referees have never said publicly that they're going to go on strike. This is a funny thing. Um, Because the NFL is already saying way before the whole thing started, we'll just hire some new people and train them. Thank you very much for your service. Goodbye. (laughs) So much for the union. Now, of course, they have rights, and of course they can sue – And of course, and of course, and of course, but it's a private business. You know, these things are decided by judges, and you know, it always seems somehow that the ones with the money are the ones who get the judgment. (laughs) That's the way of the world, partner. That's it. So the referees, and let me tell you, man, those guys are not doing too bad, Okay. Because their salaries are are not too bad. Let's see here what we got here. We have a salary for an NFL referee going between seventy eight thousand. Um, what she would start out under the new contract that they refuse to sign now. They refuse to sign this contract seventy eight thousand dollars a year, and at the end of the contract it'll be hundred and sixty five thousand dollars a year. Okay. <laughs> that's not bad. I don't know if I'd be complaining about that, and they're going to put away twice as much money for their retirement, and the refs don't like that deal. I, You know, I don't know the particulars. Maybe there's something in there that's a stinker, because you don't know until you're in the middle of it, but it is possible that the NFL could be refereed by scabs. <laughs> now, Not likely, but it's possible. Uh, This would be a a whole new twist to the Raider dilemma of penalties. I hope these guys don't just automatically assume that's what you're supposed to do is throw the flag on the silver and black. Because I've always said it, and I always think it, and I'm always going to say it again is, that's some bullshit. shit. Seems surreal, but it's a new stadium deal. And trust me, fans who received the letters for their PSL are still standing there in shock. (laughs) Like statues. Well, the 49ers have come out with their... uh, their ticket prices, and it is absolutely amazing. I've been saying it for years that we should just leave the Coliseum the way it is. You know, if they need to remodel the locker room, bust out the bottom of the place and remodel living daylights out of it, it's huge enough down there they can do it. You know, they can change that stadium. Hell, make another Mount Davis on the other side. If you have to, that's okay too, whatever. But don't be hitting me with no $20,000 a seat PSL, $20,000 a seat in a decent place to see a ball game and $300 plus a game per seat. Is that what you want Raider Nation? Because that's not what I want. I want to be able to go to the games where they're actual fans and not corporate sponsors with people who don't even know about the Raiders in the parking lot. People who didn't want to go that just went because of the party and the champagne because they're not going to be drinking beer with those prices. I just think at a new stadium, if if it's going to come down, they got to get some money. But they don't have to get that kind of money out of the fans. I think it's bullshit, actually. Uh, it's the price of doing business. Tough shit. People are saying, if you want the money, you got the money. I understand that, too. Uh, that's the way it is but it doesn't make it right because you will never be able to take I can't take my kids to a ball game. It's hard now. Can you imagine 300 bucks a seat, a game? $20,000 PSL. You can go down from there. It starts at 2000 where you you can watch the game and watch out for meteorites and other flying object in space because you're there. You know, and then he works his way up to 12000 6 thousand you know, so you buy the PSL, the right to buy the seats, and the seats are crazy expensive. So new stadium deal for one team, that's fucked up. Excuse my language, but I'll tell you right now, both these teams should have got it together and built a new stadium right there at the Coliseum, best place in the in the whole Bay Area to build one. It was so stupid that it didn't happen. Santa Clara is a joke. Um, you know, Santa Clara is a joke. The days of a single team stadium, they should be over, but long story short, that's what it's going to take to, uh, to make a new Coliseum. Those are the kind of prices we're looking at. So all of those who want to come, that means I only go to one, maybe two games a year for me. I mean, that's, that's my, that's my football uh, budget <laughs> right there. So uh, no more season tickets for me because I'm not going to be sitting up there with the seagulls. Um, I'll watch it on a big screen TV, and that's the way it is. So I hope they get it together in Oakland and do something smart and not something foolish like the Santa Clara debacle, and it's only just begun. But, uh, man, at those prices, <laughs> you better get a massage or something. That's all I'm talking about. That's all I have to say about that. The OTAs have gone away, and we're going to take a look at where we stand. I can't tell you how important the OTAs are to this team this season with everything that the Oakland Raiders have gone through in the last three years, this offseason, these OTAs have been so beneficial. I don't think there's been a more important set of OTAs in history for this organization, especially the changes in the front office. The personnel of last season, let's not forget the rookies were thrown into the freaking fire early. You know, and there were a lot of fans in the stands saying, Oh, Chiqua, he sucks and and you know, D V D is pretty good, but he's fragile. The guys were thrown into the fire, literally they had no opportunity to hone their skill with true professionals of the NFL and adjust to the speed which really is something that you have to just it has to come to you but our rookies of last year and our rookies of this year were both learning tremendous amounts of information in these OTAs it wasn't about who's going to get the position or there's always competition of course however this was more of a camaraderie A skill honing session, a playbook insert, and moreover than not, a chance for the entire organization to bond. It's a bonding moment for this team. After the passing of Al Davis and the organizational changes, man, this whole team organization has changed. McKenzie on the field throwing the ball around, joking around with the guys, that is significantly different than any other team in the NFL, I'll tell you right now. He doesn't have a suit on. He's not out there standing in the shade with a pina colada. He's out there, you know, rubbing elbows with the men. Very cool. These OTAs were very special for the Raiders. Very important and necessity, and for the receivers, for the quarterback Carson Palmer, for all those who didn't have a chance, including Terrell Pryor. I'm going to say it right now: did not have an opportunity to benefit from OTAs last year these OTAs are very special and where does that leave us well it leaves us in a great place (laughs) it leaves us in a very special place hey man we got extra time because we had a new coaching change that's a benefit we have players I think that just get the Raider thing I just think that (laughs) we're there we're so close to there we got a lot of rock to climb, I'll tell you. But right now where the team sits, I believe they're on the verge of something great. The Raiders started their mandatory minicamp today and Dennis Allen, our coach, had this to say.
3: We got 100% attendance, so everybody's here. You know, uh, obviously, you know, we wish we were, you know, 100% healthy and had everybody out here practicing, but we do have everybody here. Uh, and I was pleased with the work that we got today. I thought overall, I thought the effort was pretty good. I thought offensively, I thought we executed and, and were able to hit some plays down the field, which I thought was good. Um, I think uh, uh, speed of the game, I think we can play the game just a little bit faster. Uh, but overall, I think the guys are working. We got we to work on our execution and get a little bit better at our execution. These are mandatory, but having
0: 100% attendance, I mean, how does that help you just jumpstart this thing with what your vision is?
3: Well, we're, we're building a team. Um, and the only way you can build a team is if you have everybody here to build the team. And so uh, we got to work together, build the chemistry, build the camaraderie within the team. Um, it's those bonds uh, that you develop during these times and in training camp that take you through the rest of the season. Can this defense, If you have healthy Shaughnessy and with Richard and Tommy in the middle, how good can this defensive line as be? As good as they want to be. Um, you know, I think it's, it's uh, dependent on... Uh, how much how much those guys are willing to put forth as far as the effort to uh to continue to improve um and if they're willing to put forth the effort to continue to prove they can be as good as they want to be when you have a defensive line that's,
4: what sort of options they give you as a defense in terms of what you can do in the back and when you have those well
3: players. i think uh uh the key to playing football in the national football league is find ways to affect the quarterback and you do that by rush or coverage uh so when you got guys that that uh have the ability to get after the passer um it allows you to do some different things in the back end to uh to help with the coverage aspect doesn't seem to see more in a
1: while how did he look out there i thought
3: i thought for the most part he looked pretty good i'll go in and take a look at the tape and and get a better feel for it but i think just with the naked eye i thought he looked pretty good What are you expecting out of him this year you expecting out of him is his role going to be any different than uh, you think it's been in the past no I, I wouldn't say that it would be any different than what it's been in the past. I would expect good things out of him uh, he's been a pro Bowl player and I would expect that uh, to continue to be the case and uh, I'm expecting him to make big plays when we need him to make big plays
4: Bill Deere started out as
3: a small college guy came in started 11 games as a rookie seemed to take a step up last year had some
0: really good games against um, some real more key players than Few games where he struggled, but do you expect to see him take another quantum leap this year? I mean, it'd be an elite left tackle or can't? Yeah,
3: I don't know about quantum leaps. Yeah. Uh, you know what I do know is that uh, he's been out here every day working. He's working extremely hard to get better, and I know that if you if you keep working every day to get better, um, you're going to get there. You're going to get better. Now, how good does he ever become? I don't know, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not going to set limits on him. Mm-hmm. And uh, if he keeps working, he'll he'll, he'll he can be. He can be a good player in this league.
0: It seems in the, in the team drills that the, uh, the offense is really clicking along. Have you seen
3: any kind of improvement in the defense? You, you know, they're picking up the playbook and everything. Have you seen any proofs of that? Absolutely. Um, you know, I think when, when you go through these practices and you go through training camp, uh, what you want to see is a little ebb and flow. You want to see the, the offense uh, win one day, the defense win the next day, and vice versa, um, because you're going to have to play the game with all three phases of the game. So... Uh, you know, we've had days out here where where the defense has uh, has stepped up, made a lot of plays, and, and days where the offense has looked a little bit better. So I like seeing uh, the flow, you know, uh, switch around a little bit.
0: Are there often plays during these sessions that we may not notice that where a defensive player is in position to make a play, but just doesn't make it because he can't. Yeah,
3: well, yeah, because can't. of the way the rules are right now, there, there there's a lot of plays. I mean, there's a lot of things that happen on the line of scrimmage uh, that. You know, we're telling our guys to, to get off on the ball, and then they basically got to kind of pull off. Um, and that's the way we've been coaching them, and that's the way we've been we've been teaching them. And, and uh, uh, so there's times where, you know, it looks like it's a big play, but yeah. you know, when you go in and study the tape, you know, there there was a guy there that had an opportunity to make a play.
0: We're gonna see some sweat. We're gonna see some hitting. We're gonna see some contact, and we're gonna see our linemen. We're gonna see our defense. We're going to see a whole lot more about this team, and I think we're going to like what we see. I like what I see already. The season is just around the corner. Smell the air, man. That's the summer happening right now, and the fall is right around the corner. Enjoy the summer, but football season is right around the freaking corner. Mini camps can't wait for them. I think we're in great position to transcend this team into one of the big superpowers of the West. I think we can do it. And I think we're well on our way to doing it. I am sure. All right, Red Nation, it's time for the bone line. 1 800 620 7181. 1 800 620 7181. Get on the bone line. Throw us a bone. I know it's a summertime, like I said. I'm out doing stuff, too, so uh, but the NFL is still happening. There's things to talk about. There's things to be happy about, so get on the bone line, throw us a bone, and that's what I'm saying. Do not forget to visit www.raidernationpodcast.com. Check out the website, man. It's all the Radar news you will ever need, ever. That's what I'm saying, and that's what I mean, and Randy does a great job, videos, you name it, it's on there. Great form, great bunch of guys. Get on it. And the first bone line caller of the show, not the last by any stretch, my very good friend, Raider Wild from another hemisphere. Hey, Greg. Hey, Randy.
4: This is Raider Wild. Uh, haven't called the bone line in a while. Um, just wanted to touch base. Alright, so yeah, so the schedule. Uh looking good. I'll be over in November. Gonna take in the uh Bucks game. Gonna Baltimore for a roadie. Uh spoke to Randy and Randy kinda seems to think, Greg, that uh you're not keen for Baltimore. Um dude, uh Keith and Dave are gonna be out from uh UK and th- that's the road game they've got penciled in, so gotta try and make an effort on that, bro. Uh, secondly, I'd like to talk about Rolando McLean. Um Everyone's saying we should cut him because you know he's a knucklehead, but um, I don't think Al Davis would have would have cut him. Um, Al Davis is a big believer in second chances. Al Davis is a big believer in Raider Mystique. Um, I'm all I'm a big believer in myself in second chances. What I'm not a big believer in is third and fourth chances. I say we keep him. Um, we're going to have a bit of. Depth issues there with Cameron Wimbley leaving, so but let's see if uh, you know Rolando's got a chip on his shoulder and wants to play. Uh, lastly, I just wanted to touch base on uh, the Oakland Raiders staying in Oakland. Two very important developments have happened over this off season, and um, that's with the Warriors moving to San Francisco um, and the A's wanting to move to San Jose. Basically, that columns. Colosseum City or whatever they did, the Oakland wanted to build with private money, where three stadiums would be there. That's dead, dead and buried. That's not happening. So I think uh, Mayor Jean Quan Kwan or Quan—I Kwan, don't know how you pronounce it—I think she's going to make a play at the Raiders. So um, they're going to have to build a, a, a stadium there, and someone's going to have to come up with the money. And uh, I don't know how it's going to happen, but. I think the Raiders' chances have improved with the Warriors announcing that they're moving to San Francisco. Um, I'm a big believer. I'd like them to go to L.A. I'd, I'd, I'm not really fussed, but uh, that L.A. stadium with the Farmers' Field, the, I was getting an argument on Twitter with the official handle, and they said they're going to do tailgates, and they sent me a news article to it, and the tailgates basically market stores because there's no parking around there. Um, like with Coliseum City tailgating wasn't going to be an option because they were going to have multiplex levels with parking and as a fire a fire person fire man you know you can't uh, grill burgers and that in multi-story things it'd be a fire hazard issue so um, if the Raiders do stay it's going to be at the Oakland Coliseum Um, it's going to have a tailgating out in the parking lot and I think that's the best enjoyment of going to Raider Games is uh, the tailgating We could uh, win lose or tie but, you know, Raider Nation knows how to have fun. All right, fellas, um, that's it. I will see you in November. Peace.
0: Well, my friend, the first thing is the away game for this year looks like Atlanta. The rest of the booster clubs are going to be there. The Raider Nation will be there strong, and that's the game that my wife wants to go to. (laughs) That's the decision, brother. But other than that, McLean. He better get it together. I think he'll do better this season because the defense is going to change more to a 3-4, which he is more adapt to. And also, Matt Shaughnessy is going to come on strong. I think he's going to give him a run for his money because Shaughnessy was amazing before he got hurt. So I'm holding on to him. I think he's going to be a better talent than McLean ever was still. So that's my thought on that. As far as the Coliseum goes... They better just remodel the Oakland Coliseum. That would be the best thing for the fans because the PSL would kill us. And, uh, well, it would be an insane amount of money. That's who's going to pay for the stadium, the fans. Corporate money a little bit, but the PSL is going to be insane. So let's just remodel, make another Mount Davis on the other side, call it good, and repave the parking lot. Let's move on. Thanks for the call, brother. I appreciate it very, very much. As usual, we will see you very, very soon. And next on the line, we have Raider Jesse James from hostile territory. The Cowboyville, that is. What's up, brother?
5: Raider Nation, this is Jesse James. Raider or Raider Jesse James, whatever you want to call it, out of Dallas, Texas. Over here in Cowboy Country, yep. Uh, I just wanted to call in and uh, wanted to say, um, I don't know about you guys out there, but it's already showing the changes that are going on uh, with the franchise down here. Uh, Three years ago, if I was to tell somebody, hey, yeah, I'm a Raider fan, they would more than likely look at me like, yeah, good luck, you know. Now, when I tell people, when I meet new people, and they're like, oh, okay, you know, I see you're you're a Raider fan. They uh, kind of give me the, you know, the little heads up like, yeah, you know, you guys are in the right direction. So already, it's showing that we are moving in the right direction. And man, it's it's about time, uh, as as you said it, um, Raider, Raider Greg, you said it a lot of times in those podcasts, that it's about time we we uh, get a change. We need to move on to the new era, the modern era, and I'm I'm very very uh, excited about this season, just like most of you guys are. Uh, I just want to give my insight on on over here in Dallas, Texas, how people are taking it and it's showing. And it starts with the uh, the upper office, as you said. It really does. It it sets the the tone for the rest of the team, and you can just tell in the in the um, the workout that they're having now. The the players seem very uh, energetic, very um, eager to to go out there and prove themselves because they can feel the change, and that's a change that we needed drastically, drastically. I just want to give you guys my uh my taste on that. I'm, I'm very excited and I love everything that we're doing. Uh all the changes. Um for the most right now I think all these subtractions and all the additions are done. Uh so now we just kind of sit there and uh, and wait, but uh anyways, uh excellent job guys. Keep it going. Um there's nothing else that I listen to besides you guys. I don't even listen to ESPN Dallas period because I don't want to hear nothing about Cowboys or anything related over here. I just I, I get excited when I see uh, my notification on my app uh, that there's a new podcast for the Raider uh, Nation. I'm like, yes. So i listen to it as soon as I can at work or on the way to work. Why not. Either way, great job, guys. Keep it up. Awesome. One love. Raider Nation, the original Raider Nation. So fuck the Bronco Nation and Steeler Nation, all that shit. We are the original nation. All right. Peace out.
0: Yes, my brother, it is palpable. It is kind of cool that people are recognizing that, hey, the same old business is over. The buffoonery of the past, which followed us to the off season and into the season, is over. No drama. A couple of bumps in the road. Other than that, the team is moving ahead, and it's moving ahead in a positive direction, just like you say. It's obvious to us. I really don't care what other people are thinking I still want them to think we're underdogs. I still want them to think that we don't have a chance. Keep that thought moving because I want to come out of nowhere and pop some people in the face. And, yeah, I just heard Heinz Ward on the uh, Serious Radio talk about Steeler Nation. Please. I wish these clowns would get it together. There is only one nation, and they even know it themselves. When you confront them, it is Raider Nation, and they know it. That's the funny thing about it, brother. Thanks for the call. Thank you for the props as well, man. We love doing this show just for that. And keep listening, man. The season is almost upon us. And next, a regular contributor to the show. I love this guy. Raider Chris from Scranton, PA. I love it.
4: Raider Nation. This is Raider Chris, Granton, PA. Just making this short and sweet,
6: got one thing to say. Miles Burris, Owen Schmidt, welcome to Oakland. I'm like a fat girl in Dodge, but I'm thrilled to have these boys here. Let's go, Raiders.
0: Welcome to the Raider Nation, especially Burris. He is going to be very special, I'm telling you. The guy, next season, watch out for sure, and I'm hoping this year he pops out early but uh, a real talent in the making. I know, I can tell, man. We're pretty happy. We just want to see what happens. Minicamp starts next week. I can't wait. And next, my very good friend from Midwest, Nebraska Raider.
2: All I got to say, Raider Nation, this is Nebraska Raider. I haven't called in for a while, but... I got to say, even though we let Wembley go, which was a big loss, he was a shit. Stanford route's gone. I love it. Um, We're going to win the West, baby. We're going to win the West. Keep your hopes up. We're going to win it. Don't get get caught up in the fucking bullshit that BSPN's got going, all that BS. All right. We're going to win this shit. We're going to win the West. We're going to go to the playoffs. Not a fucking wild card. Fuck that shit. We're going to go to the fucking playoffs. We're going to win it. We're going to go to the fucking Super Bowl this year, baby. All right? We got it, baby. We got the fucking team. We got the talent. As long as GMC stays healthy, um, Palmer doesn't throw that many interceptions. I know he just got off the couch last season. We all know that shit. Nobody else is acknowledging that. But we all know what's going on. So we're going to win the fucking AFC West. We're going to go to the playoffs. We're going to go to the Super Bowl. We're going to win this shit, baby. Back on top where we belong, all right? You know. Raider Nation, baby. This
7: is is Nebraska Raiders signing out. Go Raiders.
0: Look, man, as far as route, and how about that other Fink boss? Popping off this week about how it's better to be a chief than a raider, and how they found their own home and they they feel like they're they're at home on the prairie. Oh, well, they surely didn't do too well. Boss lost a lot of money out of his paycheck, making that move, so I don't see how it thinks it's so much better. Maybe the locker room's nicer. I don't know, man, I'd dress up in a closet if I was getting paid more money. That's a bunch of bullshit. They have to do that anyway. I can't wait to meet these punks on the regular season twice. I can't wait to see Route and Boss at the Coliseum. That will be priceless. Thank you for the call, brother. And next we have Raider K-Dog from Washington. I love this guy, man. Check out his take.
7: What's up, Raider Nation? This is Raider K-Dog calling from Washington been a long time since I called, so I thought I'd call in and uh, put my two cents in, whatever that counts for. Uh, Raider Greg, man, I got to tell you, I love your show. Uh, I'm signing up right now uh, to donate $5 a month for you guys because uh, you got to definitely keep this podcast going, man. It, it keeps me going uh, when there's no football. And living in Washington, man, it's a bunch of fucking Seahawks fans, which I can't stand, so I definitely got to have you guys a podcast. So I just want to touch on a couple things, man. I I live in Washington, but I was born and raised in Indio, California, man. Uh, Went to school at La Quinta Middle School, Indio High School. So we used to go watch the Raiders when I was little, man, uh, in L.A. But uh, I think Mark Davis has a big job of of keeping the Raiders where they belong, and that's in Oakland. Uh, They need to stay there, man. The the community needs it. It's the Oakland Raiders, and he needs to bust his ass to keep them in Oakland. So do what you got to do, Mark, but keep the Raiders in Oakland second thing is i'm hyped about this year man i tell you what you know i love al davis al davis rest in peace but uh you know it's a it's a it's a it's a new era that's what we got to get up to man no more man to man we're going to be running zones three fours is kind of what i like to hear because Rolando mcclain if he can get his shit in order that's what he belongs in is a is a is a three four scheme so uh i can't wait to see that man i'm hyped for this season i think tarver uh he's got a big job to do along with head coach Dennis Allen I think Reggie McKenzie's doing a great job I you know I hear a lot of people that uh that uh, aren't too sure about this and I think we're just headed in the right direction uh so just keep it moving man Miles Burris that linebacker I'm hyped to see him play man if you watch his YouTubes uh he's an animal man he's got a motor on him uh so let's just keep this going man we need McSaturn to stay healthy I'm sick of hearing about Bush. Bush is gone, so fuck him, man. It's next man up, and that's Goodson. Taiwan Jones, they got, you know, shoes to fill, so we need McFadden to stay healthy. Let's rotate these running backs. Carson Palmer gets a full offseason. We can and the rest of that offense. Jerron Kreiner, that's another man that's going to step up, man. That's our end zone target right there. Uh, we we'll just throw it up and let him jump up and get the damn ball. Let's do it, man. Everybody thinks that we're the underdog this year, but you know what? Let them fucking think that. I think we're uh, we're going into the season unpredictable. Everybody, you know, 52 years of man-on-man. Man. You know what? And they don't know. They can't get ready for us every Sunday because they don't know what to expect. So I, I think we got a good chance, you know, of getting our defense moved around, not so much in the same scheme. They're not going to be ready for us. So fuck that. Let's go. Let's win the West. Fuck them, man. I'm sick of hearing about them. Later next, baby,
0: and I'm out. I love that take, man. Because it's so real. It's exactly what we're all thinking. Nobody else gets it, and I love that too. No one else sees uh, the possibilities here with our team because they haven't watched every game. They don't know the characters involved. And certainly on the defensive side of the ball, listen, the last time the Raiders won Super Bowls, really, they were running a 3-4 defense. Look it up. The 4-3 was not a winning defense for our team, really. The winning defense was always a 3 4. Honest. Check it out. So, the change in the defense, the change in the attitude, the change in our division let them watch that Peyton Manning rerun crap every Sunday. I could care less. Keep your eyes off us till we reach out and dra- grab Peyton Manning by his ass and keep him on the green grass. So he comes off there and has to do a Tide commercial. That's what I want to see, and that's what I think we will see. Our team is better than they think, and I love being right there. Great call, my man. And next, my very good brother from Texas. Obi-Wan reader.
6: Uh, Raider Nation, Obi Wan Raider here calling in from Houston, Texas. Shout out to Raider Greg, Raider Randy. Congrats on making seven years of the podcast. Just a couple of quick hits. Um, I'm really happy with the way the OTAs are going. I think uh is going to be really good. I got to watch a bunch of his games with us being from SoCal and uh, being USC uh, fans. We got to see a lot of him you know, when they played against Arizona, and they had a lot of Arizona games showing out here in Houston for some odd reason. Um, another quick hit, what the fuck is up with Marcel Reese? He needs to stop bullshitting and get in there. He's an exclusive rights free agent. It's not like he can go and sign with another team. Buck up, be up, stand up like a man, get your ass in there and camp because we need you. Okay. The bottom line here is you have no leverage. Yeah, you've been on the practice squad for a while. Yeah, you bulked up and everything else, but you're supposed to do that. That is the profession that you picked. Okay? You're going to get yours. It ain't like the old Al Davis way where if you were his special buddy, he's going to hook you up a la Stanford routes retarded ass, okay, when you brought over Dana Stubblefield from the 49ers and threw all that damn money at him. Another quick note, you know, for the Raider fan who called in from Texas, I appreciate everything that you're saying, but it's not about living in the 70s or thinking the 70s. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out this is the first year in decades we actually have a chance to be more than what the pundits think we're going to be. Okay? If you fucking actually play a real defense last year, there's four games that we lost that we would have won instead of going to that Chuck Bresnahan prevent nothing defense. And as far as Huff, Huff is a good player. 85% of the time last year, if you look at the stats and you look at the alignments, they had him lined up as the slot in the slot at the corner. He wasn't playing free safety. That's why they brought in Matt Giordano. You go back one year before that, Michael Huff led the Raiders in interceptions when he was playing his position. Rolando McClain is a thumper? No. Two good hits, okay? When he body slammed Tony Amendola from the Rams and when he knocked out Darren Sproles. Yes, he's a tackling machine, but so is Kirk Morrison. But we also know that Kirk Morrison got most of his tackles from behind, which is what McClain was doing because he takes proper angles and he can't shed his blocks, and he gets caught up in the trash in between. Now, part of that also, as a real Raider fan, is knowing because McClain is playing out of position. If they actually play the 3-4, which is what McClain is meant to play, not a Mike linebacker, those those two positions are very different. If, he put, if they put him back in the 3-4 on the inside and put Gayful in the inside with him, you're going to see McLean really be a thumper. He'll be able to shed the blocks more because those nose tackles and that five technique DN is going to eat up the guards and the tackles, giving him free running lanes in the A-gap, the B-gap, and the C-gap. Now, getting back on point, that guy we picked up in the fourth round, Miles Burris, I think that kid's going to be a beast. Him and Aaron Curry on the outside, I know we got Philip Wheeler in there, but don't be surprised if we run a lot of three-five-five. Five. pardon me, um, a three-three-five. Okay, Miles Burris used to do that a lot. And one thing the Tarver said he's going to do, as well as Allen, is put his players in a position to where they're comfortable and use their skills. I'm telling you right now, Raider Nation, Miles Burris is going to be a beast. And Darius Hayward bit yeah, he needs to step up more. But if you take a look at it, he's not going to be the next uh, Tim Brown. The closest one is going to be the next Tim Brown in my opinion, it's going to be Denarius Moore. And i tell you why. Darius Hayward Bay had 64 receptions for 975 yards. Denarius Moore missed four games. He had 33 receptions for 618 yards. That's a little over more than half of the receptions that Darius Hayward Bay had and almost 70% of the yardage. And Denarius Moore was able to go ahead and have more touchdowns than him. DHB is supposed to have all those great speed. But Denarius Moore was able to actually burn players. Except for that one game in Houston, which the game I was at, when they played the Texans after Al Davis died, rest in peace, he was able to get away. Now it's because of sloppy angle and sloppy tackling by Brian Cushing. I'll take that touchdown. But Denarius Moore and uh, this kid that we got out of Arizona, Kreiner, those are going to be the beast modes, I'm telling you right now. Obi-Wan Raider, out.
0: Well, just like I said in the last phone call, the last bone line call, you know, we can see our team. We can see the players involved. We can see the improvement. We can see the p- potential. And with a good off season, with the good OTAs, with the full training camp and the full focus of young coaches that are really ready to get it going. That that aren't complacent in their life, that want to make a name for themselves, you know, this is how it starts, man and they have the chemical man they've got the properties they've got the you know they've got it so they just have to mix it up the right way and there's going to be a great reaction and that reaction is going to be victories and we're going to see some fabulous football for some crazy players and it's about damn time and we're going to be hated again throughout the nation and i'm going to love it cuz we're going to come out of nowhere thanks for the call my brother so true so true All right, man, there's not much news in the NFL, but what there is, you will hear it right here at the Raider Nation podcast. Get to it, because we are. I know it's a few and far between as far as podcasts, but when things happen, you know, I'll, we'll throw one out there. So, uh, well, the season's around the corner. Summer's happening. Enjoy your summer, but you know, man, it's coming. And uh, you know it's really coming when the first minicamps uh, mandatory are on it. And uh, we'll do our best to cover as much as we can. Thanks for listening. I am Riddick Gregg, and I am
4: out.